Movies are back, according to CinemaCon. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 149 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Beth. Hello, Brian. And so, before we get started, here I'm dragging out the corpse of Doctor Who to kick it around just a little bit more, just for a minute, but I only bring this up because I was watching some reviews on the episode, and somebody pointed out something that I didn't notice Okay. And so I'm going to ask you, have you seen the episode yet? No, or you uh-huh. haven't. Uh, maybe you shouldn't. Okay. Because I think there's a point where even your rose-colored geek glasses would be stretched okay. on this. I think this would be the uh, breaking point for you. But okay. somebody pointed out that one of the characters, the young man whose father was killed at the beginning by the pirate queen, mm-hmm. They were talking about his costume and how he was in his traditional costume, but he was wearing modern athletic shoes during the entire part of it. Oh, was there a coffee cup in <laughs> on the table? In, they, uh, the in funny Game thing was, it's funny you mentioned that because <sighs> I think that was the... Dame Judi Dench's uh, wristwatch. And, oh, yeah, oh. So, and they're very obviously uh-huh. not period shoes. They're obviously uh-huh. sneakers from the 21st century. And it's funny because you mentioned that because I think they introduced it. Doctor Who, in trying to be like uh, Game of Thrones in that coffee cup, (laughs) you had the character wearing obviously not the right shoes. Now, I didn't notice that, but then I go back and look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, And uh I mean, you would have picked that up in a second. And it wasn't some cute little anachronism that they threw in there. No, it it was blatantly, obviously not (sighs) shoes that anybody ever wore Mm -hmm. except in the 21st century. Yeah, so maybe it was a good thing you, you haven't seen it because there's no point in getting your blood pressure up uh. on that. So, But I did want to spend some time talking about CinemaCon 2022. Mm-hmm. That has been going on for three days. I think today is like the last day, although I think it's just a little wind-up stuff. Yeah, I had but no idea that was going on. It's not necessarily something that a lot of people it's are going like to know. Comic-Con San Diego. It's not like that. Right. You know? This is, of course, directed mostly to the National Association of Theater Owners. Mm-hmm. It's a convention they have in Las Vegas. And last year, they had a uh, smaller version of it because, of course, they were still worried about COVID. Plus, there was a lot of concerns about what was theaters going to look like. Were they ever going to recover? And this year, they decided, since it was going to be a full-sized, and also because we're getting to the end of COVID, and it looks like theaters are coming back bigger than ever, they decided to have a huge blowout. We're talking... Comic-Con San Diego-sized reveals. They went crazy this year. Uh There was so much stuff. We can't possibly talk about all of it because there are only so many hours in the day. (laughs) 
I will say that probably the one thing people are going to remember the most about it is going to be what happened with Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't realize it was at CinemaCon, but yeah. I did see that happen. Yeah, so you know about her getting papers served on her, because she was on stage getting ready to introduce a film that she had directed to promote that film, and she's become quite the director. And so she was introducing this, and of course, the guy who was sitting in the front who served the papers handed them to her, and everybody's like, what the heck is that? And the guy just walked out, and it's, did she just get served papers? Yep, <laughs> which she did. Do you know what the papers were about? It was about their custody agreement. Yeah. And Jason's changing that because yeah. their, their kids are changing schools and yeah. along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, Jason Sudeikis, they were engaged for seven years. And mm-hmm. then they decided to end the engagement. But in the meantime, they had two kids together. Yeah. So this wasn't like she was getting sued or something. No. This is just who spends time with at whose house. Right. And But that was like... That was so totally tacky. It was so bad. Even Jason Sudeikis was like, I didn't know they were going to do that. That's not cool. That was the guy who was delivering it just being whatever. Yeah. It's, hey, I know she'll take it if I give it to her in front of this whole crowd of people. Oh, but you didn't know she'd open it. Yeah. That was totally messed (laughs) up. But let's talk about some of the more positive things that happened. But I, I do have to say, though, as obviously because this is an event for NATO, so as you can imagine, more than a few people had some really nasty things to say about Netflix during uh, this whole thing. Because we talked about this before, that they were expecting to gain a million and a half new viewers and lost uh, 200,000. Now, what I didn't know was the very day they announced that they had lost 200,000 subscribers, their worth dropped $54 billion in one day. I didn't even know that. I knew they had dropped, but I didn't know it was like uh-huh. $54 billion. And, yeah, there were a lot of comments made because, of course, Netflix, their whole plan was they're in the movie-making business, but they were going to stream everything. Their idea was, hey, we're going to be the future. Movie theaters are going to be a thing of the past. And, of course, Mm. if you own a movie theater, you're not really cool to hear that. And so the fact that Netflix is hurting really badly right now, and there's even talk that they're – possibly thinking about putting movies out in theaters now i don't know they're going to have to play ball to some degree if quite frankly at this point if they're going to be allowed to play ball are they going to be building their own theaters next six months ago i would have said they would have had the ability to do that 54 billion dollar loss later i'm not quite so sure Uh plus the fact that they're canceling shows left and right now to try to save money so I don't know how that's going to work. That always seemed to be their business model. They'd get one really hot show to attract subscribers. Yeah. And then once that kind of fizzled out, Orange is the New Black isn't making us as much money, so we'll go ahead and cut it off. Santa Clarita Diet and, of course, Stranger Things. And Stranger Things was lucky to get the number of seasons that it did. Yeah. And But it's a very short series runs for Netflix. Three to four seasons is all you get. Yeah, they try to bring new stuff out all the time. Again, you get situations where people get to like in a show. Let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. People loved it, and it just got, they canceled it even really before they knew how well it was going to do. And they're apparently canceling a bunch of fan favorite shows. And the problem's going to be that the streaming only model probably isn't going to work anymore because now that things are, picking up with movie theaters during COVID. We were able to do a test run. What would the world be like if 
you could only see movies at home if you had no theaters to go to. And well, now they know what it looks like. And they're like, yeah, we're not fans. And even those of us who watch in movies, are, we're not like, oh man, I just want to sit at home and watch movies all the time. No, there are movies I do want to go out and see. In a weird way, we got to do a trial run of this where you wouldn't have been able to do it before. We were just forced into a trial run. And <laughs> well, it didn't work out so well. And yep. so unfortunately for Netflix... They're going to have to think of something. But the fact that this trial run didn't work out so well explains a lot with Warner Brothers because, of course, they started to go down the Netflix road where we'll do the simultaneous releases Mm -hmm. with movies and theaters. And then Warner Brothers has to come out on stage in front of all these movie theater owners. And what do you think they did? They apologized. Oh, wow. They apologized profusely. We were wrong. Yeah, we we screwed up. And we're sorry. Please take us back. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to pull that stunt anymore. Uh-huh. We're not doing the simultaneous releases. But man, did they just came out with everything that they were doing. They got to see clips from Black Adam. Oh, okay. And you had this, uh, what looked like a pre-recorded tape of Dwayne The Rock Johnson welcoming everybody. And then he was like, this doesn't feel right. And so he <laughs> walks out on stage. What? <laughs> Surprise! So he actually showed up, and so we got to see that. A good takeaway from CinemaCon is, if there's a movie that you liked, we're going to do a sequel to it. Ah, uh, okay. They announced the yes. new Batman 2 movie. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters got Ghostbusters it. Ghostbusters yeah. got a, a sequel. Venom's getting a sequel. Avatar, they announced the Avatar sequel, which is now finally coming, and they had clips of it. Really? Okay. I was like, yeah. man, Avatar, we've only the, been waiting 20 years for it. <laughs> yeah, Avatar The Way of Water is what it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. And the clips of it, they passed out 3D glasses. They knew yeah. what yes. sold it. Mm-hmm. So we're getting sequels of everything, but we're also getting, apparently, if any toy that's popular right now is getting its own movie, they had clips of the new Margot Robbie film, Barbie, where she's playing a live-action version of... A Barbie oh, doll. Huh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I uh-huh. didn't know about this either, but yeah. apparently they're really excited about this film. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but on top of that, apparently J.J. Abrams is doing a Hot Wheels movie. Ooh. So. I wonder if that'll look like Speed Racer. That'll be. Hopefully it'll do better business than Speed Racer because <laughs> yeah. it didn't do so well. It did. Saw stills, images of what's uh, called Megan. Yeah. Okay, you've seen, yes. and Because yeah. when the new Child's Play came out, I had actually said this. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. That concept, if you'd taken the Chucky aspect out of it, this kid had a doll and it the AI, that Uncanny Valley, yeah. Isaac Asimov started loving this kid too much and would defend it and ended up killing people. It's like, that would be a great concept. You didn't need to put Chucky into it. And as it turns out, that these movies were being made simultaneously. So Megan is what we should have gotten. That's what we could have gotten. And the image of her, she's kind of got that real doll. Yeah. look to her i don't know if it's prosthetics or if it is animatronics whatever they did it's disturbing to Very look uncanny at ba- valley, like, yeah. i would rather have annabelle in my house than megan <laughs> yeah so i'm looking forward to it and giving the haunted toy genre uh kind of kick oh yeah yeah certainly there was a lot of horror movies that they brought out in CinemaCon. of course nope the new jordan peele film the it aliens? Like, yeah, it looks like the alien yeah. invasion. Yeah, of course. I love Jordan Peele, so the, uh, the Halloween ends. Okay. They got that eventually. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have to talk about the Marvel side of things. We, we, they got to see some clips from Wakanda Forever. Okay. 
And they also showed the first 20 minutes of Doctor Strange. Oh, my goodness. That's a rather large piece of the cake. Here's what I find interesting. I've avoided spoilers because we're going to see it next week. So Uh I didn't really want to know anything. But what I heard generally is the first 20 minutes, the movie starts running. There's no buildup. It goes crazy from like right at the beginning. Okay. Which makes sense because if they're going to show you the first 20 minutes and it's just buildup, people are going to... And be like, oh, you're going to give us 20 minutes of that. What's the big deal? But apparently it hits the ground running. Uh And they talked a little bit more in the articles about what people saw, but I avoided that Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to know. But the other thing about it was, besides that, they didn't really talk a lot about what's coming out next. They didn't really prep a lot of things. And they didn't really talk about the TV shows. Because we've got some things coming up that they promised us, like She-Hulk, mm-hmm. but they didn't really release any dates on anything. So okay. they're playing their cards rather close to their chest right now. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I hear that Kevin Feige is planning a retreat. The main reason for this retreat is they want to sit down and talk about the next 10 years of Marvel movies and TV shows. All right. They're going to plot it out for the next 10 years. Hopefully I'm alive for all of this, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, CinemaCon, the one takeaway is, man, studios are ready to get back in the theaters in a big way. And they really wanted to get theater owners really excited. And like I said, there's a lot of crazy stuff. We didn't talk a fraction of, of all the stuff that's going on. I'm sure we're going to... We'll probably start to see some trailers soon. Now that CinemaCon is wrapping up, we'll start to see some of the stuff that they showed. And I'm excited to see what happens. So I did want to take a moment to talk about The Walking Dead because keeping with my perfect record... I had made a prediction that the Carol and Daryl show wasn't ever going to happen, that this was just a swerve, and it's supposed to film this summer. Really? Okay. Yeah. So we got four main characters that will not die by the end. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I don't think they're going to be changing anything with The Walking Dead. I think that's pretty much uh, settled. But uh, here's the thing, though. The Carol and Daryl show is going to be missing Carol. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be the Daryl show. So let me read you what the press release said. All right. Okay. Melissa McBride has given life to one of the most interesting, real, human, and popular characters in the Walking Dead universe. Unfortunately, she is no longer able to participate in the previously announced spinoff focused on the Daryl Dixon and Carol Palader characters, which will be set and filmed in Europe this summer and premiere next year. Relocating to Europe became logistically untenable for Melissa at this time. We know fans will be disappointed by this news, but the Walking Dead universe continues to grow and expand in interesting ways, and we very much hope to see Carol again in the near future. Huh, okay. So, the Carol and Daryl show is now going to be the Daryl show. So, obviously, they're going to have to revamp this show, especially what... With the fact that they were planning on shooting this summer. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to rescript a bunch of stuff, especially since Carol was supposed to be one of the main characters. Yeah. But the other question, too, is obviously there was going to be some sort of setup to explain Carol and Daryl going off together mm-hmm. 
for whatever reason. And they're either going to have to redo something in the Walking Dead show or they're going to have to explain it some way in off screen off screen or either they're going to have to do something in the new show. But it does sound like they are leaving it open. It's not like they're going to kill Carol yeah. off. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave it open so maybe a She'll season show two. Up on like the, a, a season two or something like that. So Yeah, on the Island of the Dead or something. Yeah, they'll, well, I guess they'll, they'll figure that out. Yep. So before we go, we got to talk Moon Knight. Spoilers for Moon Knight, but oh, man. So here's the question. What was the more depressing penultimate episode of Marvel TV. Was it this <laughs> or was it WandaVision? Because WandaVision had the flashbacks of everything and it was just like misery on top of misery, just like this one. Yeah, I just, you knew it had to be something bad. You know, it had to be Norman Bates, Sybil, something was going on with Mark. And so having to see it, that was what broke my heart because this one felt more real this was worse than WandaVision because I guess in the real world we don't have magic robots and magic stones or anything so I can feel like oh I'm heartbroken for those characters but I know that what he went through happens just in your backyard so that's why this was so much so heart-wrenching yeah and yeah heartbreaking as as I knew it, it had to be bad the trauma has to be bad for something like that to, to occur to someone. Yeah. to someone to develop DID and yeah, but <laughs> I was hoping they would just allude to it and not actually reveal it, but they did in no, they went there. very, very detailed way and not just the physical, but the mental scars and everything and oh, locking yeah. them away behind doors. Yeah. Yeah. You certainly <laughs> understand why what happened to Mark happened to him, but yeah, yeah it was a misery toward the force and oh man, it was hard to watch it was very hard to watch because like you said it was completely real people it this type of stuff happens sadly and watching mark go through all this and watching that young actor whoever played young mark and that being able to and young steven and young steven (laughs) all the emmys all the emmys to, to all of them but yeah it was so miserable and the other thing too is that Unlike a lot of shows where it feels like when the villain is off screen, they're just sitting there waiting their turn to come back on screen and do their evil stuff. And you were basically hit in the face with, oh, Harold's doing whatever. He's he's moved on. He's already started his evil plan and it's working. So obviously, while Mark and and Stephen were dealing with everything in the underworld, he was still doing what he was doing. And apparently he succeeded the goddess has been released, and Ahmet is tearing stuff up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's already started, and nobody's put on hold. We're mm-hmm. not waiting for that to happen. It was going on while all the rest of the stuff was happening. And the thing at the end when Stephen dies. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, man, when he turns to stone, and that's what balanced the scales, and now... Mark is in the field of reeds. Right. What, He's what's in supposed to be. And like knowing that the show has to go on, something's going to have to happen. So I have that hope, that rose color geek glass, it, glasses in my heart. Something's got to happen. We have one more episode. Something's got to happen. Yeah, only one more episode. <laughs> yeah. Only, I mean, that's a lot to wrap up in just one episode. We haven't seen the third personality. Yeah, well, it's, uh, and I thought it was to? Scott. What did you say his name was? Um, 
Jake. Jake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we had that wonderful moment where you got the reference to Black Panther, which was awesome, about the ancestral plane when Tyrette was saying yeah, uh-huh. all these different this, this is the first time I've seen a, an insane asylum <laughs> yeah but you know she said this isn't the afterlife because there's a bunch of them and oh the ancestral plane is just gorgeous and I'm like <laughs> oh there you go but uh, yeah it's, there is so much to finish and, and at this point it's I don't think it's a good idea to even try to guess at what it's going to be like Ooh, yeah because there's no telling at this point. But, man, all the references to stuff that we've seen so far, the callbacks to episode one, we were wondering why Mark was standing outside. And then we uh-huh. see it. And then that moment when he's just breaking down, sobbing. Falling in the street, yeah. Ugh. And it's time for Stephen, and Stephen just turns it off. Uh-huh. And he picks up the phone starts talking Talk to, to his, his mom. Yeah, Ugh. He is, but he isn't. And then, again, Stephen ha- had to deal with a bunch of stuff because it's, oh, by the way, your mom's dead. Yep. And she hated you and she beat you. And the only reason you exist is... I can cope with that. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> rough. But, oh, man, what's next week going to look like? So we got that. Next week, you're going to be doing Tech Week and you're going to be acting in yep. Shakespeare Abridged. Yep. And so we're going to miss next week. Yes. But... Uh, next week is the last episode of Moon Knight, and it is also Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh-huh. which will give us time to sit and think about this. And okay. our next podcast is episode 150. Yay! So we hit the 150. <laughs> so it will be delayed a week so that yep. you can go be a superstar. <laughs> but and then the week after, we'll record episode 150, and we'll talk about... Doctor Strange right. and Moon Knight. And so... It'll be a marvelly, marvelous week. It will be. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 149. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher. Reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.